Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm here in Wuhan, China, but originally from the U.S. Everybody, hello. This is Alex Shi. I am in Beijing, China, and I'm from China. Ha ha. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. Hello, Alex. How are you today? Very awkward, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> today, I'd like to talk about nightlife and entertainment. And I thought you would be especially interesting to talk to about this because you are an entertainer. Isn't that right? You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sort of. I thought you were going to say I was the right person to talk about this with. I mean, I, I do. I do uh, performance in different areas. I do uh, English stand-up comedy on the side, which Jason has seen, you know, quite uh, interesting. It was funny when we found out about that. Um, I also dance salsa and I've been doing it for, yes, I've been doing it for three years um, and starting, well, actually starting 2019, we started doing performances and it was usually just for the anniversary show, but because of COVID, we didn't have an anniversary gala. So we started, um, putting together different projects and stuff with our Cuban salsa teachers. And we started putting on, yeah, we started putting on these really fantastic dance shows, um, you know, well choreographed numbers and we perform them in different venues of the city. I I think I already told you about the story when I went to try to learn how to do salsa and they gave me my money back. Yeah, I would have remembered. You definitely (laughs) did not say that. Please tell me what happened. (laughs) Well, I'm not very good at dancing. Uh, Okay, that's an understatement. I am not a good... I can't dance. All right, cannot. (laughs) And and apparently this became true when I was in San Francisco. I went to the Mission District where Mission meets 24th on the northwest corner, there's an art, there's a dance studio on the second floor there, right there. And um, I went in for some salsa lessons. I think it was my third or fourth lesson, you know, and they were like, yeah, we feel really bad about this. You know, do you want your money back? And I was like, yeah, I, I'm too ashamed to keep coming. And they were like, okay. Even the, the instructor of the class, this very tall, handsome man with dreadlocks, he, he danced with me uh-huh. for the last lesson, thinking that that was going to do it. <laughs> I felt bad for him and he felt bad for me. It was kind of like a mutual shame. Like he was like, oh God, this poor guy, he, he's trying so hard. And, and I, you're like, oh God, this poor guy, he's trying <laughs> yes, so hard. Exactly. <laughs> and they felt bad for me. And so they're like, okay, you know, maybe you could try another kind of dance. And I was like, sure. Yeah, I will. That was the last dance class I ever had of any kind. That's, I'm, I am on, honestly, I, I feel like that wasn't quite old cave for the studio to be like we don't think you're good enough <laughs> it really wasn't them it really really wasn't i think there are some people that uh just they don't have i don't have the same i think they call it gross motor skills we've seen we have seen some you know people that are let's say not born to dance <laughs> in our studio and we've seen the transformation um, i mean of course it didn't go from someone who couldn't even keep up with the timing the beat of the music to like a master dancer but they were able to go to salsa parties and 
dance with other people they want to dance with you know strangers they didn't know and they're able to just lead and and enjoy and have a really good time so i would never give up on anybody the best scientists using the most advanced technology can actually make gold out of other materials <laughs> this is true but sometimes will, you don't have yep. the right materials to start with <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, that's amazing to hear that you are a performer in the salsa arena too. I thank did not you, know you. that is also a form of nightlife entertainment. There, you know, there's everything in Beijing. I wanted to talk about Beijing a lot because we both have spent a lot of time there. Yes. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff to see. You know, in a city of contested somewhere between my quote of 21.8 to your quote of 26 million people, <laughs> there are a ton of things to do on a Friday night or any. Basically, you go out Sunday night. Sure. Monday night. There's stuff. There's always something to go do. See entertainment, live music, everything. And I thought we should delineate some of that for our listeners in the US and elsewhere. Absolutely. So, you know, there's the uh, bell tower. Is that what it's called? The bell tower. What's it called? The gulo? So the drum tower, bell tower? Yeah, gulo. The drum tower. Drum tower. You're right. If you walk just east of there on the north side, there are all, there's a place called a hutong. For those who don't know, a hutong is like an alley, these traditional Beijing alleyways that are these buildings that are one or two floors tall that have courtyards and families live in them. and, And it's actually, I think the foreigners and some of the party areas are probably what's disrupting the neighborhood sometimes. (laughs) But there are all these bars all over the place in there, these really hip bars and places to go. And there's live music, live DJs, there's live stand-up, there's live dancing, there's just so much to choose from. And people are migrating throughout the night from one establishment to another. And this is one of many places in Beijing that is like a very cool place to go at night. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the Beijing bar hopping or club hopping. And you're not really hopping because a lot of them are clustered together. So you kind of just come out of one door, turn to the right and you go into the other place. And definitely if it's past 2 a.m., I wouldn't use the word hop. More like finding your way somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Beijing is famous for having a lot of like um, IPAs and a lot of microbreweries yeah. now. So there's a lot of really good quality beer to drink in these places. Especially in recent years. I didn't have that kind of impression that Beijing was like a, a city for microbreweries. That, you know, they're known for craft beers. But when I came back three years ago, I I was like, okay, so there's Jingye, there's Great Leap, uh, there's Panda Brewery, uh, what else? I, I don't even know, uh, 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 Slow Boats and, you know, all of these places that are super popular and they all have their different, you know, their unique branding with their micro brews, is that what it's called? I don't even know. Yeah, but. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's it felt like it was different than when I or maybe just it's just because I wasn't drinking a lot of beer when I was in college. <laughs> Good for you. That's the right thing to do. Well, I was drinking other stuff. It was just not this <laughs> is not beer, but thank you for the confidence. <laughs> well, you know, that's really popular in America and I guess you know, Europe too, everywhere really. Um, microbreweries are this new phenomenon where people don't want to drink a Bud Light anymore. You know, the 80s are over. (laughs) People are like, I've had enough Bud Light or Budweiser or Coors or whatever. And people have moved on to like, I want a beer that 
tastes good. It doesn't just have the effect of getting me drunk. And it, you know, I, it actually is like something yeah. delightful. And I get drunk. Yeah. Cores, <laughs> cores and Bud Light are kind of like Beijing or, you know, uh, Qingdao, Yanjing. Yeah, Qingdao. They're very light. I, I was talking about nightlife. I started my nightlife like super late. So I didn't have a lot of time to explore that the quote unquote nightlife in Beijing when I was in college. And after college, I. Mm. Immediately went to the United States, and that's where we started going out to bars more often because it's it's just it's really it's it's such a, a it's a social activity. It doesn't have any other connotation like my parents think it has. You know, <laughs> my mom still thinks that people going to bars are bad people. I try to say no. I just say, Mom, look, the school is organizing a get together at the bar. But you're not reading Moby Dick while you're in there. <laughs> Starting 9 p.m. What do you want me to say? Are we all bad people? No. Um, but I started drinking. <laughs> no, no, but I could, I will definitely make some <laughs> Moby Dick like noise when I'm super drunk, but that's too much information for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I was, <laughs> I was drinking those, you know, I like high, high alcohol level beer in the States. And so when I came back, I was like, okay, this is good because like for a, a, a craft beer, it's like what usually for a glass. Uh, 450 milliliter, it's like 50 kwai or something, 40, 50 kwai. Yeah, I was going to say 45, 50 kwai, yeah. Right? And then if you yeah. drink Qingdao, for, for you to get on the same level of alcohol intake or, or feeling, the, the buzzed feeling that you will be, I don't know, I feel like you need like three or four at least for me. You know, I think really interesting, Qingdao, the city, have you ever actually been there and gone to the strip like where people drink across the street from the factory? I didn't go to the factory, but we did go for our college uh, graduation tour, my whole class. Mm. We went, um, we, and that was 2012. And apparently, according to people who lived there, it was easier to get real Qingdao yeah, beer yeah. in a plastic bag back then. So we did that. We we drank pijo out of sorry. We drank uh, pijo is the pijo is the mm, Chinese mm. word for beer. Sorry, we drank we drank beer out of a plastic bag. That was a cool experience. Well, I did I had the same experience. <clears throat> there are all these like little restaurants inside of plastic tents across the street, and like you can go from one to the next just getting plastered. Basically, it's something people do. It's a beer culture city because Qingdao is very famous for Qingdao the beer spelled differently. And this is I, I have a little tiny story. Yep. I was in a Starbucks at a train station not too long in the past. It was like four months ago. I was looking at the names of the cities. They have the coffee cups with all the different names of the cities on them. Mm-hmm. Qingdao the city is Q-I-N-G. And Qingdao the beer is T-S-I-N-G. As you know, you're a Chinese person. And the when they had the little picture that was supposed to be the city, the name uh, that they wrote on the cup for Qingdao was the beer spelling. And I thought, I, I pointed this out to the people there and they were like, oh, you're right. Huh. So, like, actually, maybe Starbucks needs to get their marketing people to fix that cup, by the way. Huh. <laughs> Anyways, that's not the only thing to do. Just going and drinking beer in Beijing. Obviously, there's a lot more places to see. So, obviously, everyone who has ever been to Beijing or heard enough about Beijing knows Sanlitun or Sanlitor <laughs> is one of the big places to go. There are lots of bars and people go bar hopping there and yeah. there's live entertainment. There's comedy, there's live music, there's there are DJs, and it is one of the more historic places for expats to go yep. because there used to be a lot of these really, really small bars with like 
uh, live music there. And a lot of that's gone, but there are new bars there too. And uh, I haven't actually been there probably as much over the last few years, but I imagine you have. So what kind of changes or what is there to do in uh, Sanley Tune these days? Aren't you asking the right person, Jason? I live in Sanley Tune. <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> I live, I call this, I call this place the center of the universe because everything is around here. But those hmm. small bars with live music that you talked about are replaced with bigger, flashier bars with live music now and some live performance as well. Hmm. So that's the Bar Street. And the Bar Street has um, these bigger places. And I think from what I understand, like more Chinese people like to go to the bars on bar street because that's kind of historically uh if you will i think 20 30 years ago when mm -hmm. bars first became um you know a, a a trendy place to go to they were all on that little uh streets in in sanitum but now like i said there's there's all of these other places and i guess if we're really trying to have a quick walk through an evening in sanitum you got to start with the food, I guess. And within the shopping mall, mm. I don't know if you've been to the new one since they became Taiguli. Yeah, but, I have. Yeah. Oh, they there's... have to skate. They, all the skaters hang out down in the, the base and skate uh, around, I saw. Uh, I think so. The times that I usually go to that area, the skaters probably already went home. But uh, mm. I, I go a little, I go pretty late. But um, there are a lot of restaurants, Chinese, Thai, Japanese, Vietnamese american if you will because there's a red lobster there <laughs> wow um, my mom and, and dad there's red lobster that's their place <laughs> i like that place uh-huh it's definitely <laughs> you know kind of a over 50 sort of joint <laughs> uh, i would argue different but okay <laughs> sure sorry to all of our red lobster listeners <laughs> exactly younger red lobster listeners you're i'm with you guys don't worry we love red lobsters it's okay <laughs> so there's red lobsters there's shake shack um, and there's, uh, there used to be Coldstone, which I loved, but they, mm -hmm. they, I think they left China, Aww. which was a shame. Yeah. Um, so food wise, you have the entire world at your disposal, whatever you want to eat. There's, mm -hmm. and then if you walk across the street, there's the, you know, the Tidian where, uh, Q Max is, where <laughs> Home Plate is, mm -hmm. you know, that's American barbecue, which yeah. is really, really good. Blue Frog. Yes, Blue Frog. Is Cantina a god? This was, it used to be like another Mexican place besides QMEX on the third floor. Is it still there? No, I don't think so. I think it's gone. Oh, I like that place. Oh, well, I mean, there's QMEX and there now is uh, Las Musas. That's not far. It's a really good Mexican place as well. They gave you those like little tiny little secret bottles of hot sauce. That's so amazing. Um, mm. And you, you basically have the world cuisine that you can select from if you want to eat out, you know, in Sanitun area. And then all the bars you could think of, their cocktail bars. There's like, you know, Belgian beer place, uh, microbreweries and the, 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 the other breweries we talked about, like Tinge and Great Leap are all in the same neighborhood mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you could drink. And then if you want to, you know, if around 11, 10, 11, you think the night's still very young, you could go shake it off a little bit. You know, there are a lot of clubs as well. And not just, you know, since, um, since the new, the reconstruction of, um, uh, uh the workers stadium, a lot of the bigger clubs there are no longer there, but I don't know if, if they're making a comeback, but there's other new places. Mm. And those places are, are, are really nice for me because it's, it's like, it's not just a, when we talk about clubs, 
I don't know, I guess you, people tend to think like it's in an enclosed space or it's, you know, there's no window, there's whatever. But the I feel like a very common feature of, of the so-called clubs here in at least in Sunnyton area it's like they're all kind of high up. They're like on the top floor mm. of a mall. And there is, of course, indoor space. And they're like always patios. You could go onto and either sit there, you know, taking a drink, having a, you know, having some fresh air. And it just feels like, you know, this uh, very balanced nightlife style that they try to, they're trying to adopt in Beijing. And of course, not a patio. I think the outdoor part, it might be because in 2015, they passed a law about smoking indoors. And pe- a lot of people at that time, at least, were still smokers. So if you want to smoke, you have to go outside. So they made that they made that um, space so that people could smoke and not leave the bar. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now you can come back in. Consume more of our products. Yep. Pay more. You, you were saying patio. What's Nali patio? Nali patio. Mm. Have you been to El Barrio and Bottega? My goodness, I have not been hanging out there in so long. I have no idea what you're talking about anymore. It's like a new language. I love I love how like every time we talk about Beijing, Jason, we always bring up something that's e- that's in the same neighborhood almost, but like the <laughs> other person just has no idea about. That's I love that. What's the name of that Irish bar that's a little north of San Leyton? Patio Shays. Is that what you're talking about? Patio Shays. See, when you said patios, I thought you were talking about that place no but pa- we get we got to talk about patties because that's where we do comedy as well later but uh-huh. but first nali it's called nali huayuan so nali patio because it's it's a courtyard and then all of the restaurants and bars are you know on the higher floors where what do you call that kind of a balcony that connects all of them mm-hmm. so it's it's very open and the building looks very mm-hmm. european style and it has it hosts in my opinion, one of the best pizza restaurants in Beijing, which is Bottega. I love them. That place is very lively. And from the outside, it's just, you know, this circle of white colored building. But you go inside, it's it's such a colorful world, especially at night. Have you heard of Martini? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's <laughs> very creative. <laughs> no, I have a friend named Martini. Martin. We call Martini. Well, it's endearing. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. So. Martin, Martini. It's almost it's almost the same thing. <laughs> but the Martini place is the it's also a, a, a club with a giant mm. like outdoor space on the on the top. So I guess I guess when you come back and visit, I have to take you there. Well, it's actually plausible I may return to Beijing next year. So might be checking out all the places that you're I'm taking notes frantically as you're talking and I'm thinking of all the new places I'm going to have to make a vlog. Oh, oh, am I going to be am I going to be invited as a guest on that vlog? <laughs> you're absolutely welcome to come if you would like. <laughs> <laughs> I think I should have an automatic pass. I don't even think that I need to invite you based on the way that you've described you your <laughs> relationship to these places. I'll just be walking around and you'll just be everywhere. <laughs> Every episode you're just running into Alex. That's There's Alex just again. Called. Yeah, running into to Alex. We'll try to film you before 1 a.m. <laughs> um, before the, makes the me, turn. Yes, <laughs> makes me look decent, please. <laughs> you were saying you do comedy at Patio Shays, is that right? I didn't know that they did that. Yes. Wow. Oh my God, that's one of I our- I thought it was just like a sports club to watch like Irish football games or something. Oh, that place, Patty's is, uh, I was, the f- uh, before I started doing comedy, which was very recently, I only started doing comedy last year, 
But before that, I think in 2019, Patty won this award, something like the best mm, mm. community Irish pub or, or, or something along the, that line. Really? Internationally. Wow. Amazing. It was, yeah, it was when I saw that. I know when I saw that, I was like, who would have imagined that an Irish bar in Beijing would win the title of the best Irish community pub in the world. That's so, that's almost funny. You know what's really interesting that you bring that up? I have a very good Irish friend who lives in uh, Beijing, and he he always likes to joke that the Irish are taking over the world. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Ireland is like, you know, one of those like 5 million people? No chance. And he's like, but have you every, there's an Irish every pub. city you go to in this world, Jason, you will find an Irish bar. There's an Irish bar there, and this is their strategy. And I was like, oh, really? And so yeah. I was looking into going to Kathmandu <laughs> in 2018. I was like, what's, what's the do there? And I was like, uh, expats say there's an Irish bar. I was like, oh my gosh, Niall is right. There are Irish bars everywhere. I was in San Francisco. There's so many Irish bars there. You go to LA, there's so many Irish bars there. Everywhere you go. I went, I was in South Korea. There were Irish bars there. They're everywhere. I think, I think uh, apart from music and, and, uh, art or whatever, alcohol might be the other thing that connects the entire human race. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Like, it's like the whole culture is about. The, you know, the think about St. Patty's, it's such a, a grand holiday for mm. people in the United States. And it's mostly just drinking. So I guess, I guess they have that in their grand scheme of things. We're like, we know who human beings are all going to be gravitated towards just getting hammered. When I first moved to Beijing, one thing I noticed for in people, the way that people entertain themselves, just regular folks, they would, there used to be a different kind of Beijing. How do you and mean? So chuar, ah. these sticks of chuar would be consumed on the streets and there'd be little tables and chairs set up into the streets. So the cars <laughs> would have to like go around you and you could literally sit on the street with a bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. and sit at tables and eat chuar and order beer and smoke or do little shots of baijo and cheer and every <laughs> gambe until it was really late at night. Yeah. And at some point, I guess Beijing wanted to change its image. And so a lot of that just went away. And so now if you want to have chuar, you, I mean, you can go and there are, mm. there are indoor restaurants or rooftop restaurants it's different. where you can go and do that now. But it's, yes, Beijing doesn't have that smell. Beijing, one time it smelled like chuar at night. It smelled, you could just, it was wafting over the city and the entire city had this Lamb, wonderful yeah. aroma of sheep meat, I guess, or mutton. That's what's called mutton lamb. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's different. I mean, Beijing is gorgeous and it, it looks like a very super modern city today, but it lost a little bit of its soul, I think, yeah. when all of this like culture kind of just disintegrated under the might of these giant, you know, expensive restaurants that came in and swept them away. It's really one of those things because it's funny when we were saying that we're going to talk about, you know, nightlife, because a lot of people think when you say, at least for people like me who mostly lived in uh, uh, northern cities in my entire mm. life. When we think about nightlife, we think about going to an indoor place, like going to a bar, going mm, to mm, a mm. club, going to, to watch a show. But nightlife really means so much more for a lot of people from the South. And we went to have a sort of had, a, we had a taste of that a couple months ago. We went to Guangxi. Oh my God. When they talk about nightlife, it's, it's what you were talking about that Beijing used to have. It's, you know, people sitting outside and it's very, it's like absolutely minimalist. Um, am I saying it right? I'm still probably still drunk. Yes. The, the last time you said it, you said it, you nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Minimalist, um, kind of, you know, uh, 
setup of what a restaurant would be. There's a stove, there's a so-called chef, and there's one waitress, one waiter, and um, most simple, you know, small table and chairs. And that's, I mean, when I went to uh, Guangxi province, I went to Ananing city in Guangxi province. When I went there, we did that. I was like, oh my God, I remember having this option. I remember being able to go in Beijing during the summer and you just do that. You know, it's it's super cheap and talk really loud if you want because everybody else is talking really loud. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's just different sense of being very free in a way. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. of course, a lot of those outdoor barbecue places or, you know, noise complaints, I guess that's some of the reasons why the city decided to take that away so that people don't have to suffer like loud chatters from people like me outside of their <laughs> apartments around like 2 a.m. But, you know, during COVID last year, a lot of restaurants were trying to because they need business and people do want to eat out again. And um, they couldn't, you know, fit as many people inside because of the, the, the pandemic control measures. So I think I think the government loosened up the grip on that a little bit. And they let restaurant put out tables and chairs outside again, where people could sort of have a taste of the old mm. days. You know, do you know the bar Modernista? Of course, of course. Or the club. Do you remember how it used to be versus how it is I've now? Only, I've only been there, I, I think the first time I went was like 2018. I don't know any, uh, I don't know b uh, before that. There was a time where the whole entire, it was open. It was all glass. Both parts of Modernista, you could just walk straight into. But what would happen is in these communities where people lived and they were trying to sleep at night, every night, like the drunk bar going <laughs> folks would spill out into the streets and start speaking really loudly. Yeah. And you know, the police would come by, hey guys, be quiet. Hey, and they would, oh, yeah, be quiet. 10 ah! minutes later, their voices would be, ah, rah, rah, rah. And so Modernista eventually bricked up the entertainment side of Modernista. And that's why everyone walks into this for the people listening, you, you would walk, you now walk into this little bar that looks very sophisticated and it's like very posh and people are drinking wine. Then you go up this staircase in the back and go up into another room. Yep. And then you come down into a two story club with there, where there is entertainment, where there's live music, live bands, there's comedians, there's, uh, there's another bar in there and it's all bricked in because they are trying to keep these people contained so they don't spill out into the streets that's what it is yeah that's that's what it is that's uh -huh. why it, I, I, it's kind of looks like the secret entrance to a really cool club which is really kind of that's what it's become but really it's just a way to keep the drunk people contained <laughs> <laughs> i know because most people who live in the hutongs live in the you know the alleyways in beijing there a lot of them are are, are senior citizens and they need their sleep mm, rather mm. early sometimes if we go we would go to a bar at 10 like 10 30 but that's they should be sound asleep by that hour and then you know it's hard to control your volume when you're drunk um mm. i'm trying to i am trying to make sure i sound i sound okay today because i was talking really loud last night and and, and mm. completely lost my voice but um modernista when i went there i was thinking the first time i went there i was thinking why it had such an interesting... A strange entrance, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and the staircase going down to the performance area is really, really narrow. Yeah. And I'm like, I probably shouldn't drink at Modernista because I would probably, <laughs> I'll probably fall, you know? That's what I always think. I'm going down and I have to hold the railing. I trip over nothing. Every step. I'm like, man, if I was, oh if I had God. a few more drinks, this would be like 
work? Is this would be like a puzzle? You know, are you capable of going home or not? Exactly. <laughs> and I can't, I can't do that. But it's still, it's still a very cozy, very nice live um, venue because the you remember how there's a little stage and mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. little dance floor, but it also has like a second floor, like a, a balcony area. On the second floor, um, indoor, of course, but it's people could kind of look down at what's going on on stage, and it, that's an interesting feeling. Mm. Maybe it is very nice. Maybe we should do a comedy there. I think that would be a very cool place to do comedy. I don't know why we've never done comedy at Martinista. Hmm. Gotta talk to my people. You know, I wanted to talk about, you know, we've talked about a couple of neighborhoods, but I want our listeners to understand the sheer mammoth size of Beijing, which sometimes I like to joke is called Mega City One. <laughs> and uh, so, like, there's Wukasong on the west side. Yeah. Wukasong is on line one. So, it's on the mm-hmm. main line that runs west to east, east to west. And uh, it's also it kind of got a bar scene, too. It's, I mean, it's like an art district, has restaurants, but there are these bars that are, like, in the winter they have outdoor well, in summer and winter they have outdoor seating outdoor of the restaurant in front but in the winter they put up this extra layer of protection around the front where they have like actually like wooden rafters with glass on the front hmm. so you can sit inside outside and still smoke and then inside the restaurant where you can't smoke and there they have bars everywhere there and it, it there must be i don't know there's two different levels to it so there's a mall that's attached to it and then there's this huge outside indoor mall that's underground and i guess it's b1 and then above on b2 there are more restaurants and more bars and it's wow. huge it's absolutely just this massive place to go and they have live music and whatnot if you go back to the bell tower we've already talked about what's east of there yeah if you go west you go into ho hai yeah. lake so there's this lake there that's surrounded mm. by restaurants and bars now this is less frequented by expats yep. but it's still very frequented and there are dozens of places where you can see live music there if you, especially on a friday night you go there there's yeah. dozens and dozens and dozens of different bar there's someone with a guitar singing you walk to the next bar there's a there's like a Jamaican band playing. You go to the next bar. There's like another band playing. Always, it's very lovely. It's very and the the lake is beautiful and the lights reflect off of the lake. Yeah, and it's it's absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah, so that's the that's kind of like as you said that it's not frequented by by expats living mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. It's um if it's expats actually you know well of course if they it live in China it is beautiful. um if they live in Beijing they don't usually go but if they're visiting like for you know before covid you know when i had uh, either clients or friends that are visiting just for a couple of days they somehow would find that on tripadvisor or whatever website they're like oh we know there's a neighborhood with bars that's on the water sort of and it's really beautiful and i'd be like mm, i have better options for you guys if you just want to have a you know a good night out but they're like come oh, we saw this on tripadvisor take us there i'm like Okay, fine. And, and you, it is very beautiful to look at, but it's like for, you know, for, for me, it's, I, I, I'd prefer a place like, um, Giraffter or, or, or somewhere. I don't know, but it is, it is very pleasing to the eyes for mm-hmm. sure. And then you have Shuangjing. Yeah. 
with what is it cube space three or whatever it's called <laughs> and then around the corner you have the brick yeah and grinders and if you go a little further down to the pingua community there's a place called plan b and this this yes is its own little neighborhood this these things and surrounding those places all kinds of other bars that are like frequented as well not yet i mean the whole city is covered in different districts and we have not exhausted the list there are just district after district after district after district where there's nightlife the college kids they go to a place called wudauko a lot of people go you know this is a these are some of the options that are available i when i was living in beijing at least for the last couple of years my wife and i like to go to the ncpa the national center for the performing arts and they have symphonies and like plays and you know before mm -hmm. the pandemic there were things like wicked would come through or like phantom of the opera and things like that would actually come through oh. and cycle through the ncpa so there, uh, there's a whole other nightlife beyond just like bar hopping. I love bars. I grew, grew up with my parents watching Cheers. Do you know this TV show Cheers in America? Of course. I mean, I didn't watch it's Cheers, Boston, but I watched right? uh, Frasier. Cheers is in Boston. You, you spent some time in Boston. It is. It's in Quincy <clears throat> yeah. Market. And so I grew up on Cheers and I was like, this is, yeah, yeah. you know, to me, a bar I automatically feels like I'm in my living room with mom and dad. Aww. So I actually, I really like going into a bar, but there is the NCPA and there is also yep. the Meilan Fung Theater. So if you like Peking Opera, Beijing Opera, yep. you can go see it at Meilan Fung, which is in the Northwest, but in the old city. And then you have Chang'an Grand Theater, which is on yep. Chang'an Street, which is in the old city, but on the kind of on the east side and it's another place to you can see Jingju or like traditional Chinese opera and not just that from Beijing they do operas from other province, all, pro provinces also yeah. there are jazz bands there are ja jazz clubs there are blues clubs there is so much more I thought you were going to mention uh, uh, Blue Notes I was going to say Blue Note but I, I ah. slipped, the name of it slipped my mind so I just said Blues Clubs <laughs> <laughs> it's blue note i love yeah. that place i've seen so many amazing uh performances there i went to see kamazi washington oh god two years ago that's crazy um i don't know if you if you know who kamazi washington is he's certain I, he's not up, up and coming he's quite a, established in the states and he he was the person um who did all the the jazz uh composing and arrangements for kendrick lamar's uh to pimp a butterfly that album which is if you if you haven't listened to it i strongly suggest it's such a different way of combining you know not even combining just creating music and this guy, I saw him in uh, Central Park. Mm. I think it was 2016. I was taking, I was a photographer for the DJ and um, I was able to photograph Jacob Collier, who's now a superstar like worldwide. And he was 17 when I photographed him. And then the the headliner that night was uh, Kamazi Washington. It was one of those, you know, Central Park summer night concerts thing. And it was so many people. And of course, we the, we were like, can we please take pictures of Kamazi? And they're like, no, you don't have credentials. Please leave. Oh, so we got kicked out, Aww. kicked out of that little, um, little pool right in front of the, the stage. But it was still really cool to see him in China after three years. And he was, man, he was so, it was so awesome. We're sitting right in front of the stage i was like he was right in front of me and and I, I, the whole time i was just like yes he's 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 looking at me and he's trying to you know wow. he's trying to communicate with me through his music and it felt great <laughs> that's awesome <laughs>
You know, I wanted to talk about San Francisco for a moment. There was, when I was a kid, my, I think what was my grandmother brought me to a place with my grandfather. They are really old school. My grandmother passed away a few years ago. She was nearly 100 years old. Oh, wow. So, we went to this place called the Cow Palace. And that is what it sounded like. Cow Palace. Mm, imagine my face right it now. <laughs> it's an arena mm. in San Francisco where we, when we went, there were cows there. Real cows? And so, like, it was my grandfather, real cows. And so, my grandfather was, like, trying to buy some cows. And so, there was, like, an auction. And I remember seeing my first, like, person who could talk so fast, I had no idea what he was saying. <laughs> like, do I hear it? I, I can't even do it. Oh, my God. I love It's so fascinating. I love that. And so, yeah, my grandfather bought a cow and we <laughs> brought the cow. I don't, I'm, anyways, I grew up and I was, like, had forgotten that memory by the time I was 25 or 30. When I went with my grandparents, I was like, I don't know, seven or eight. I, they were just like, okay, we have to bring our grandson. He's here. Mm -hmm. So, I grew up and then I went back to San Francisco to live. And I'm like, oh, there's this place called the Cow Palace. And I'm going to see, you know, a band. I think I was going to see Tool or something. And I went to the Cow Palace and there's, yeah, there's pictures of actual cows in this place. But now it's turned into like a venue for rock concerts and for country music concerts and for rap concerts and like music and stuff. But it's still called the Cow Palace because that's what originally it was for. It was for like the sale of stock animals for farms. And it's, it's, it's huge, but it was, it was really interesting as growing up seeing this place. Obviously, San Francisco has a lot more to offer than the Cow Palace. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. I, I love, yeah, I love places that have a, a, an interesting backstory like that, but I, I'm supposing that all of the live cows are <laughs> no longer there now. Or maybe they kept one as, as, as a mascot. <laughs> <laughs> There's a back room. I There's would, a back I would. room somewhere yeah. where the person who owns the Cow Palace gets his morning milk. <laughs> that's that's like a, a next level but it would be i think short story there's you know we're always coming with these I, there's a short story in there yeah about a guy named bruce he's got to be named bruce <laughs> and he has a cow <laughs> and that's how in a special that's room. how he gets his daily protein on top of his bills yeah, so. like yeah i can't afford to buy milk anymore <laughs> cow palace isn't raking in the money like it used to <laughs> i love that idea see we have we'll have good ideas coming up again one thing i find yeah when where i was from i also, there was a in Modesto, California, that was where I grew up when I was very young until about 11 years old. There was a mall. Mm -hmm. That was it. There was, I mean, there was other places to go, obviously, but there was a mall. It was called the, I don't know what it's actually <laughs> called, but it, we called it the mall because that was the only one. But then I came to uh, China and especially Beijing and I'm like, uh -huh. oh my gosh, every district has its own mall that makes the mall that I used to go to look like nothing. <laughs> so there's like a 10 story mall. There must be, I don't know. I'm just guessing 30 10 story malls in Beijing. Is that, would you say that's accurate? I think it's definitely more than that. Cause just yeah. on the, you know, just when I think about the malls I've been to or I like to go to, there's already a handful. And then that does not include the districts that I, I don't go to. I don't go to Daxing. I don't go to, I don't go to mm -hmm. Shunyi, Pingu. Like I don't go. My, my, my friends recently moved to, to Yizhuang, which is a new sort of tech area that the government developed a couple of years ago. And that place, because it's a little out of the way of Beijing, it's, it's not too far. It's like mm -hmm. 30 minutes drive. But when you go there, I went there recently and I was like, this is a completely different area. And they sent us the mm. video 
of this mall that they have in Yijuang. I'm like, if you show me this video, because usually you think after living in a city for 10 years, like mm -hmm. if I see a video, I'll be like, I might not be able to identify exactly where it is taken, but I should mm -hmm. be mm -hmm. able to look at the video and say, this is Beijing. But when they sent me that video, I was like, I have no idea where this is. It's a super mm. like open space and it's a mall that's not too tall, but it, it stretches like super long and it, all the lights and the, you know, the, the, the glasses on the, the building. Mm -hmm. And then they have like music going on the whole time. I was like, where is this place? There's like, this is next to where we live now. You have to come and visit. I was like, <laughs> how many places, how many more places like this in Beijing that I haven't been to it that I don't even mm. know of? So I think 30 is estimated number mm. of like mm. fancy mm. flashy malls in Beijing. I'll keep that in mind. Maybe I'll do a future vlog where I try to encapsulate all of the malls in Beijing which will take an enormous amount of work, so maybe not. <laughs> but there are a lot of malls, and most of the malls have their own theater. So for a lot of people, uh, especially maybe young people can't don't know where the bar scene is, or they don't go to bars maybe yet, yeah. they go to malls. So if Friday night, Saturday night, you see all these, especially like late teen kids or like middle-aged folks going to see like a movie or going to have dinner in a movie. And th sometimes there's KTV <laughs> in these malls. There are KTV places to do what we call karaoke in Japan and the United States. No Ray Bong in South Korea and in China. KTV. Does KTV stand for something? Do you know? I Hold on. I think I... It has to be just something karaoke TV. I don't oh, know. Oh, karaoke TV, maybe. Oh, that's it. I think you made a hit it. Anyways, there are these places you can go rent a room and you go inside with you and your friends and you can order whatever kind of drinks you want. I went to one in Shanghai where it was all cocktails, wall, seal, floor to ceiling glass and women in like, uh, I don't know what, very expensive clothing, all dressed up. And I was like, we're in the wrong place. I don't think, I don't feel I'm bougie enough to be here right now. <laughs> but there are all these KTV places also, not just in the malls, but just all over the city, outside of the malls, just you can walk in on the street. There's got to be yeah. thousands of places to go do KTV and every kind of theme, every kind of different style of room. You could definitely never find the bottom of the KTV scene. Like you just keep going and going and going and never see them all because they'd be changing behind you as you went. There's so many of them. At least when I was in college before, I had my first drink when I was uh, a junior in college. Before that, I was not drinking, but we still had a nightlife and that's KTV. And when we talk about nightlife, we would go to KTV and we sing all night until the sun comes up. Wow. Mm -hmm. We're hardcore. And that's a lot of, that speaks to a lot of college students in China. I will have a word for it. Mm. We call we call it shuaye, which is like not scan the night, but sort of, I don't even know, but it's like go over the whole hour, seven hours. And the KTVs have very good deals. If you start your clock at <laughs> 11, wow. 11 p.m. and then you go until I think 6.30, that's like eight hours or sorry, that's seven hours. Yeah. And it's really cheap if you do like overnight. So this is after finals, I'm guessing. <laughs> We've done it before. <laughs> Well, that's great. You know, like, I think that's really cool. It's very popular here in Asia. I think I, when I was in uh, South Korea, I lived there a little bit. They had the same kind of culture where people would go and they would sing and dance all night. I mean, huge clubs of KTV. Actually, I haven't seen them in China. Maybe I just haven't seen them because I haven't only been to a few KTV places. But I went to one in South Korea 
where it was like a bar scene and there were like 200 people uh-huh. in there and people were taking turns. Oh, wow. Like going up and singing. Yeah, I, w- I was with a group of Korean people and they're like, ha ha ha, Jason, you have got up there. <laughs> it was like, uh, really? I had never done anything like that. I'm not you. I don't stand on a stage and just <laughs> talk to people I don't know. So I was up on stage like blushing, trying to sing like oh Creep by Radiohead God. in front of 200 people I didn't know. It was it was awkward. And, but, I, you know, I was entertaining. It's a memory, you know. It definitely stuck in there and I'll, I'll probably never forget that. Wow. Better or worse. But, you know, you know, KTV or singing in public, like when you're not a professional singer, it's definitely something that's really popular in East Asia. In, in America, I don't think it is so much. Like karaoke never took off in the United States the way that it has here in China and elsewhere. I've had uh, conversations with uh, my friends when I was in the in, in, in America. And we talked about the differences between when we talk about karaoke and when when you know our american friends were talking about karaoke and they're kind of like you guys take singing way too seriously like you're really trying to, <laughs> to nail it you're really trying to make sure you you deliver the song where as our <laughs> ultimate goal of going to karaoke if we're saying we're going on a karaoke night we're just trying to get really drunk and just act silly as we want and go on stage and just mm, you know mm. bell out whatever the song we're singing it's not about mm. you know really performing singing with emotions and stuff so it's more like a, a group activity. But for us, we're like, at least for me, I've heard of the, uh, you know, like Korean karaoke club places you talked about. But for me, it's like, okay, so if I'm singing in front of 200 people, I better not torture these people. You know, like I better, <laughs> I better pick a song that I could sort of, at least that it won't make them it's hate in my range. me. Right. You know, like I'm not going to. No, no Whitney Houston. No. Nope. <laughs> unless you've got the vocal cords for it. Right. I'm like, <laughs> at least I don't want these people to hate me because, and then what if I picked a song that somebody else wanted to sing? It's just all of these. Wow. So I, 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 I know that's overthinking for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. But that's why I'm I'm always like I love the the private room setup in Chinese KTVs and would try to go to there are some some when I was in Boston there are some KTV places that are you know run by uh, Korean people and they have private rooms but they don't have the mm-hmm. audio visual system that KTVs in China are equipped with so it's just like very simple um mm-hmm. very simple setup and there's no. There's no what we call MV, which is music video, <laughs> like no random girl walking on the on the lawn or, or along the lake, just looking super melancholy <laughs> with your songs. So I was very happy when I came back. I was like, I could go to KDVs again. I think, you know, we have, we can never obviously finish the nightlife in Beijing. There's just too much to talk about a one hour show or one hour podcast. I want to really briefly touch on, I went to this, see these DJs at a concert. It was on the sixth or seventh floor of a building in the northwest part of the old city within the second ring road and we went i went to the top of this i'm not knowing what it was i went there to see my friend who is a dj and when we got to the top it looked like a buddhist temple but it wasn't a buddhist temple because there were no gods there (laughs) and also like all the walls were like 
done really in like these postmodern styles. So it was like a postmodern mm. Buddhist temple with the old tiles on the top and the little animals protecting like the yeah. edge of the buildings. And it looked really pristine and beautiful. And there's so all this park space and there's this huge view where you can look at Guamau from a distance and see all of the stunning like skyscrapers gleaming in the distance. And then there were what? four or five different stages for DJs and there were just like hundreds of people there. I have to let you know where it is later because I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. You have to. Yes, my point is like there even the people who like you spend a lot of time, you know, professionally even going around to these neighborhoods and participating in activities. And me who I've actively as a vlogger have tried to seek these places out. You could just never find all of it. There's so much in a city of so many millions and millions of people. And this is just one city in China. I'd like to really briefly just take a hop around China. So obviously you've been to Shanghai a few times, right? Yeah. And so where are the cool places to hang out there? <laughs> I have the bund in my mind. I've never really spent any time on the bund. I've always been, because every time I go, I'll be visiting my best friend. She's uh, from Nanjing. She, she's been living in Shanghai for mm. many years. And every time I go, she's like, mm. no, we're not going to the bund. It's kind of really like the bund in, in Shanghai. Yeah, it's kind of like Hohai in Beijing. They're mm. like the locals think it's mm. for tourists. So if they really want to show their friends a good time, they don't take them there. They try to take them to, um, there's one bar in Shanghai that every time I, we, I go visit, we would go to. It's something called the union or something i don't really remember but it's it, the interior of that place kind of actually looks like modernista a little bit but it doesn't have that all of the weird twists and turns ups and downs and they have really good cocktails mm -hmm. and then um shanghai it's just it's just shanghai, i feel like it's more spread out um there's one area that has all these restaurants and bars super crowded together and I, of course i don't remember what it's called but that's kind of like a, a sunny twin for for beijing where you could eat you could drink you could do whatever you want and the new mm -hmm. popped up that like the new place that's really mm -hmm. like they say popping is called um one one six whatever one five something <laughs> if you're listening if you've <laughs> been to shanghai okay. you know just let us know and make me feel more stupid than i already do um <laughs> it's a four numbers but it's it's sort of this lower ground mm -hmm. um and it it's got different clubs it's got this mexican couple mexican restaurants and again one-stop shop go you eat you drink you you want to you know dance a little bit or i think there's a maybe there's a movie theater and it's right next to a park mm. so you kind of have everything and yeah, that does sound really cool you know i just for the listeners at, at home in or in the united states who may not know what the bund is really quickly eve if you are a tourist and you do like architecture, it is definitely a place to see. If you maybe, maybe it's not the coolest place to go to like go get cocktails or like uh, <laughs> beer, but the architecture is phenomenal because they have all of these old uh, colonial buildings built by various imperial powers in uh, Shanghai. And then surrounding yep. that, you have Skyscraper City. I mean, literally, skyscrapers in every direction, 360 degrees around these four or five story like imperial buildings on the river with all of these boats going by like yes okay maybe it's a little bit like ho high but i kind of also like ho high a little bit i know i i have to i mean just just for the look and feel of it. yeah i have to admit though that that one time we went to a rooftop bar in a hotel i forgot which one in shanghai and we were able to look at you know the river you know we call it the elbow yeah the night view is is astonishing i was just like oh wow this is quite breathtaking okay i'll give this one to you shanghai i'll give this one to you hooking off of there is a street called nanjing street and it's a walking street so you go down it. Yep. And I've read so many stories. I haven't actually been there that much. I've been there twice or three times yep. where I've walked up 
Nanjing Street and you can see all these bars and restaurants and malls and things. Yeah. But I've heard that sometimes the people, the bar going folks get really loud <laughs> and the people who live there get really angry and people like try to pour like dirty water on them and stuff from the second floor because they're like, hey, be quiet. We're trying to yeah. sleep up here. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard that story for every bar. <laughs> I'm here in Wuhan. How's the nightlife scene there? I'm not a big drinker really anymore. You know, I think I'm trying to, Saves money. to keep my liver healthy as I start to age a little bit. <laughs> uh, and I wasn't very nice to it for a while. So it's time to be nice but there's there there are two big neighborhoods two well, actually there are several there's this place called hubushang but it's more like for kids and it's like candy and stuff mm. and uh it's like hubushang alley where you go and you eat all these ice creams and they have like you know games where you like take a pellet gun and shoot at balloons and stuff <laughs> and it's actually really big it's really big but then they have this place on the north called jianghan walking street yeah. and this is not a drinking place this is more of like a Young people out and about showing off how well-dressed they are and how cool they are and like buying all the right things. So it's like a giant mall. It's like capitalism's fantasy because it's just store after store after store that are filled, brimming with people trying to all be seen buying something. And then if you actually want to go to the nightlife route and where you're, where people are drinking, you go to this place called Valley Optic Square. I think it's called that because there used to be a place for like glasses or they, they make some fiber optic cables. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I was about to ask. Yeah. You're going off of there. There are all these different streets like Italy Street and, uh, you know, Spain Street. And there's all the, this huge mall that's like seven stories tall with a real train on the top on the, that sits on the top that is a restaurant. And then there are, you know, everything is there. And there's like just there's an airplane. There's a 737 that has been hollowed out sitting in a square. Uh-huh. And it has, you know, the, what is it called? The tarmac thing that comes out to connect to your airplane when you deboard. That's there. You walk through that to get onto the plane, which is a restaurant slash bar. That's way too cool. Yeah. I need it. It is so cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. And there are tons of whiskey bars there. So, like, really loud music with people dressed up to the nines, sitting <laughs> around, like, posh bars, kind of in the, the dark orange ambient colors, drinking their little cups of whiskey with one big sphere of ice inside and you know i think that's the place valley optic square that area you can find various various kinds of entertainment you can stand up music different malls for young people and then they have like bars and they have clubs and live music and that's that's the place to go in wuhan over there you know actually i don't prefer that because i i'm protecting my liver i actually like to go to <laughs> jianghan walking street and try not to buy things and just enjoy yeah. watching people watching because there's so many people just having a really good time and they look really excited and you have the damas on the the periphery dancing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that you could join and you could get some, you know, burn some calories and that'll help your, your organs and, <laughs> and your immune system at the same time. You know, this is a much bigger topic than I had imagined. I think we're going to have to do a follow up in the future, Alex. I think so. I think there's a lot of, uh, for example, we could talk about all the speakeasy places in Beijing and Shanghai that I've been to. <laughs> yeah. You, you could teach me where they all are. I would love to learn. So I'm penning that down. Yeah. As we speak. Oh, please. Because that's uh, the feeling 
feeling of living in a neighborhood and not knowing that there has been a bar for two years and you've never been to. And then when you eventually find out about it, you're like, what? It is right behind my building. And I did not know that. It's a weird feeling makes me feel like I'm not living up to the fullest of what I can. But for someone like me, you know, the your intro, your wonderful introduction to Wuhan nightlife, it's like, it'll be perfect for me because I do. I love everything. Of course, I love tasting good whiskey always. And I love the whole, you know, when I talked about uh, when we went to <laughs> Nanning and, and Guilin uh, City in Guangxi, where people just kind of sit out and eat at night in their night market. I think we, we should do an episode about night market as well. Um, it's such a different experience. And we would still stay out until very late, just like how people would go out and, you know, sit in bars and stuff. It's the same. It's so, the, the night lifestyle is so different, but it's, it's, it just seems like people are really really into it regardless yeah, yeah. of how it takes the shape well again thank you for your time this is all the time we have for today's episode of the bridge <laughs> no one more time <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next time alex all right lovely talking to you jason lovely talking to you bye bye